Tune in to The Bum every Friday with Donna Ali to talk about black-owned minority businesses. The Bum will be interviewing people and reviewing products from the south of Wales. You can learn and get involved. From 9 to 11 on Radio Cardiff. Welcome to The Bomb Podcast with me, Donna Ali. The Bomb stands for Black Home Minority Businesses, brought to you by Be Excellence. Our aim is to amplify and celebrate Black Home Minority Businesses from South Wales, giving a voice to the voiceless. This podcast consists of recordings from Radio Cardiff's weekly show called The Bomb, where I get to be in conversation with some of Wales's inspirational leaders and achievers from the Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic community. It's about equity. Please check out the description in the podcast bio and visit our website www.thebomb.uk. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Westy, good morning, Westy. Good morning. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Um, thank you very much for the invite. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, I yeah, that interview there, it was all about genealogy and chasing back your family tree. Have you ever done anything like that? Are you talking to me? Oh, I yeah, am. You must be, because I'm the one I'm on the mic, innit? Yes. No, I've never done anything like that specifically, like, but mm. um, obviously, because um, of my sickle cell, I know definitely yeah. I got, like, deep African roots in that. Oh, wow. Where, was your, where were your folks from? Uh, my mother was born in Jamaica, I think, 1934, I think. And my dad's a um, small island man from Nevis, born 1935. Oh, wow. Have you ever been there to any of the islands? Yeah, I've been to Jamaica a few times, but um, I've oh, yet wow. to reach um, Nevis. What part of Jamaica? Uh, St. John's, my, my, my mum and I like. so. Oh. But we be, I've been everywhere. When I've gone yeah. out there, we got family out there. and Yeah, uh, they, they, yeah we just travel, uh, jump in the car and um, just drive around beautiful oh. country beautiful time nice nice i've only been there once i went on a cruise so i went to jamaica for a day but it was nice it was beautiful my favorite island was um oh my god totola have you heard of totola no i haven't actually oh it's stunning it's by Necker island where you know what's his name um what's that guy's name i don't know the millionaire virgin guy you know, oh, the virgin who you know owns the island, yes. Richard Branson. Richard Branson, he owns Necker Island. And when you're on Totola, you can see Necker Island from it. It's beautiful, absolutely stunning. Yeah, that was my favourite place. We need a bit of sun, don't we, Wes? It's been flipping cold. Well, if you live in Wales, you know you're <laughs> only going to get sunshine uh, maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. But um, hey, if you're yeah. living well, then you've got sunshine in your heart. Yeah, so uh, that's, that's how you're going to have to warm yourself. I love that. I love your personality. It's always very, you're a colourful character, not just your suits, but just your personality as well. I knew that was going to come into it at some <laughs> point. And I... Of course it is. Of course it is. And um, I saw your suit for You Remind Me, the last one last week, was it? Yeah, You Remind Me was last week, wasn't it? How was that? I didn't go to this one, but how was it? Yeah, I noticed you on there. Um, yeah, oh, I, I, had nice the, I had the poll all to myself. Stop uh, it. <laughs> phone in later to find out what, that, what I'm on about. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill you. No, it was good. It was, as, as usual, like Saul and, Saul and Naz on the decks and everything. Um, yeah. Everybody turned out to support it. Richie, good. the promoter. Yeah. Everybody had like a really good time. Good. Music was slamming and that. Yeah. No, as usual, yeah. no hassles, lovely atmosphere. Um, yeah, so like good. really good. And for myself, it's the first time I've been out in in twenty months. So oh my it was hard to dance, and the, the legs were tired. And I, uh, 
the good music just pushed you through it. So yeah, it was good. Thanks. Don't you dance in the house? No, no. Why? Always too busy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have to make time for that. Watching footy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can dance to the sink, dance to the bath. You know, you can you can dance. No, I got music on often. Yeah. Like in the shower, music's on. Washing yeah. dishes, music's on. But like, no, I'm not dancing. It's, it's not the same. I, I need mm. the, the atmosphere, the full vibe. Yeah. I need like a hundred women watching me. <laughs> and then that's what like makes you really, really want to dance. And when you know they're watching, like? they're giving you that, li- that little side eye. <laughs> and they're trying to pretend they're not watching me. But they are watching me. Like that slave track. Uh-huh. I don't know if you got it. Like watching me. Watching the ladies, watching me. <laughs> Slave, great track. Oh, I don't know that one. But you gave me some really great songs. Every week I ask my guests to give me five songs. that, And I, I think it just gives a lot of... Um, it reveals a lot of their personality, I think. So the songs you gave me were really quite mixed. Which one would you like me to play first? Your show, your choice. Oh, thank you. Okay, let me have a look. Um, I'm going to play... Hang on a second... Um, ain't hard to tell. Is that the Nas one, yeah? Yeah, that's the Nas. Uh, okay, tell me why you chose this song and what's so significant about it for you. Um, back in the day, I used to watch, like many people, a program called Yo MTV Raps with Fab Five Freddy. And um, Nas came on, he was a young boy then, like mm. about 19. And then I, I just liked the, his wordplay, and he, he was a great lyricist. Yeah. He was like young, he was ahead of his time, and that. Mm. And he's still doing it now, three decades on. Um, I write a bit of poetry. I'm not at um, Nas's level. But to show how high his level is, Mm. even Harvard and some of the universities in um, America, they're listening to his lyrics. They're learning his lyrics and they're trying to decipher them because that's the level that he's um, he's rapping at. So, yeah, yeah, that was the main, I suppose that was the main reason. Okay, let's go into that then. Yeah, I don't think people, um, you know, underestimate rap, you know, rap artists and, and their ability to write. You know what I mean? It's quite intrinsic, isn't it? And there's a lot of storytelling in there. And that's what it's all about because when I write poems, I'm sure I put a few of them on Facebook and I'm always trying to tell a story. So yeah. the one I did um, Saturday about you remind me. Yeah, that I know was good. <laughs> my, my good friend Kevin Uller said, Westy, that, I, that summed up the night perfect oh. so sometimes when i'm just dancing and i'm not talking to anyone i'm dancing mm. but i'm observing yeah and i'm taking everything in and i'm watching things so then when i do write something i can say that so and so was wearing this or so and so was wow. talking to so and so so it's all part of yeah. the process and i so yeah it's good well i'm glad i wasn't there because you know what you'd be talking about with me so <laughs> possibly no it's always like 15 rated no higher <laughs> wow so you won't get in my poems. Clientele. I'm 
So analyze me, surprise me, but can't magnetize me Scanning while you're planning ways to sabotage me I'll leave a froze like heroin in your nose Nines a rock well, it ain't hard to tell Try again, wisdom be leaking out my grateful trunk. I dominate break loops, giving mics ministry cycles. Streets disciple, I rock beats to smeg a trifle. And groovy was smoother than moves by Villanova. You're still a soldier, I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra. Packing like a Vasa in the weed spot. Vocals are squeezed, glocks and CZs drop. Though they need not to sneak, my poetry's deep. I never fell. Nas's rap should be locked in a cell. It ain't hard to tell. Well, I love that track by Naz. It was a really nice tune. Um, brought that back some memories for you? Yeah, when I was young, about 50 years ago. <laughs> nah, not quite that bad. Ago. That, was in the, that was in the mid-90s, that was, I think, that oh, track. Yeah. Hey, just nothing to remember, seriously. It's, it's not. You, you're, you know, you're still fit and healthy. You go to the gym every day, don't you? Yeah, but I'm not as good as I was, like, years mm. ago. But I'm not complaining because I'm very, very, very fortunate, like, yeah. to still be here. So um, I got no complaints on, on that regard. Yeah. So this weekend, you are doing us the honour of being Santa for our events called the Bomb Festive Market in the Temple of Peace. Thank you so much for agreeing to be Santa. It's going to be amazing. Um, but the proceeds, we wanted to obviously give you some money for it, but you said no. And um, so instead, we wanted to donate some money to the Sickle Cell Foundation. Tell me a little bit about Sickle Cell. I'm not really familiar. I don't know anybody apart from you that has it, actually. You probably do know someone, but okay. they might not have, um, like, revealed themselves. Or, right. And maybe if they're not, like, actually suffering, because, like, there's, it's a wide range. But basically, you have your parents. Your parents will have a Sickle Cell gene, so they both have one each. Then... The children, if they get a copy of the both, right. like myself, so my sisters haven't got it. So oh. usually it runs one in four, and oh. the average does work. So my mum wouldn't have known she had the sickle cell gene. My dad wouldn't have known they had the sickle cell gene, because they wouldn't have known nothing about it in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Wow. So it was only like when I was born, and then after about four or five months, then they could tell it was something like wrong with me. I was a bit different or whatever. But how does, how does it um, display itself then? What are the symptoms? More um, pain. <clears throat> so, oh, right. so I would have been probably crying a lot. Oh. So, so then it would have been like people might have thought, oh, well, but is he hungry? Mm. Is he not warm? Is he not fed? And then once you do like the, the blood test and that, then yeah, you find out wow. then um, you're, the, you're the sickle cell baby. And then... Um, then it's a, a long life of near, near torture, to be honest. So it's, it's really difficult. It's really tough for that. Mm. Um, so what are the symptoms? Everything from 
joint pain would be an easy one to say. Um, mm. Dehydration, uh, lack of oxygen. Because um, your red blood cells, most people's red blood cells would be round. No. So then they got a lot of oxygen in them. And uh, those oxygen molecules last about 120 days. Uh, mine only lasts 30 days. Wow. And a lot of them are like shaped like a sickle. So when they're round, they just go around your body. Mm. And then they just transport oxygen around your body. Mm. For myself, when I'm sickling... Because of the shape, they block all the veins and the arteries. Mm. So then you get pains basically all over your body. And if it's in the wrong place, then you can have like a heart attack and that. So I've died a, once wow. when I was in work and everything. But really? luckily, we're all, we're all trained and I like. So I suppose I should give a shout out to Claire Christie and Dale Stewart. Because... Um, they brought me back, otherwise I might not have been at you, remind me. <laughs> so if you're going to blame anybody, blame them guys. Oh, I'm, I'm still so, here. <laughs> I'm very grateful that they saved your life. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow, so do, do you remember? I mean, could you remember the experience of it? Yeah, because I was in work, Grangetown Play Centre, which is mm. no longer here. Mm. And I was there like 28 years working with the kids and that. Mm. And then, yeah, I remember going in the storeroom, and the storeroom was really cold. Mm. And I had my usual two coats on and everything. And then I don't really remember much then. Mm. A parent found me on the floor. Got Claire. Claire said I was breathing. And then all of a sudden, I stopped breathing. And she said, oh, I, I was a nightmare because I wear so many clothes to stay warm. <laughs> it's like, oh, how can we do compressions? We can't get to his heart and that. Oh so, God. yeah, they, they sorted me out, ambulance, uh, go hospital and all the rest of it, the usual type of things and that. But, um, yeah, um, thank goodness yeah, I'm here, alive and reasonably well. Mm. So... Uh, Good. Well, I'm glad. So, is sickle cell something that obviously you said you're born with it, and obviously is a life condition? Then it's not. You can't heal it. No, there's there's no cure. They're they're, they're looking for cures at the moment, mm. and I, and they're talking about um bone cell therapy and things like that. But because we're so fragile, mm. it wouldn't be worth like the risk. If you if you're alive and you're doing yeah. okay-ish at the moment, it wouldn't be worth the risk in us. So. Yeah. I just keep taking my um, antibiotics, so I'm on antibiotics twice a day, so i got to take penicillin every single day, So wow. because like any infections, yeah. I'm in big trouble with that, so... You can't fight it off. No, because I'm, i got no spleen. Whoa. Yeah, okay. so... Oh, okay, tell us, tell me a little bit about the NHS then. How do the NHS recognise it? Is this something that they, you know, really... Um, advanced on or is it something that's not really talked about a lot within the NHS we've been let down badly by the NHS because um, people like like myself um, uh, Faith Walker that she's done a lot Latifa because she got twins with sickle cell and that oh, wow. we've been fighting them for probably about 30 years friends of sickle cell um, mm. from um, the Butown Health Centre that's, mm-hmm. that's where we were based many years ago and We've had lots of meetings and lots of letters and um, we just felt we were very well, very, very underfunded. So one example of that would be cystic fibrosis would get funded £11 million to look into it and see if they can improve things. At that point, we were getting funded 400000 
Wow. So that you know that's a big difference. Mm. So I'm not saying one illness should be trumping another, but you should at least be seen to be like looking for cures yeah. and to you know get people to be a bit more healthy and a bit mm. better for all the illnesses. And because it's a primarily a black illness, yeah. then we felt that it was definitely discrimination. Yeah. So it's nice if that's the right word. The recently in the last couple of weeks. The NHS and some of their big wigs have come out and they basically admitted this. Okay. And they've admitted like, yeah, we have been let down. And we're currently in talks with um, DWP. Yeah. Because um, when I first applied for a bit of help under disability in 1999, I still got my forms in the house. <laughs> it was like, no, no, no. So, they, did, so they didn't class it as a, a life you know, threatening illness. No, no, but if, if you were an alcoholic... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then they give you, like, plenty of money. Mm. But if you had sickle cell, they'd say no. Right. And even, like, things like life insurance. No life insurance company will go, will touch Whoa, me. Really? Because you'd ring up, and as soon as you mention sickle cell, they say, no, 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 we can't insure you. You're a dead man walking. Oh and they just God. hang up. I got all the letters in the house. Wow. Said, nope, and I'm still to this day, even though I'm 57 now... No and life insurance. You look amazing for 57, by the way. So, uh, my gosh, so they won't insure you because obviously you're born with it. So, is that the same for most, um, you know, illnesses or, or diseases if you're born with it, then you don't, you can't get insurance or just specifically for sickle cell? No, there are a few, there are a few others, I believe, but I mm. believe it's definitely yeah. more down to like sickle yeah. cell, like 100%. Like, yeah. I. Because probably less is known about it. I know you mentioned that, you know, it could be discrimination, but I think often it could be just like the lack of knowledge, you know. Um, so you said it's more of a black disease. Uh, is that true? Is that come from... No, that's 100%. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, it's, it's from like Africa. That, that's okay. 100%. Why? So sickle cell is just... That's just... I think originally it was something to do, they said, to protect you from malaria. In oh, Africa, right. so it's one of those mutant things. Okay. So to save you from one thing, but then it would kill you another, another yeah. way. So it's like medication. I'm on certain medication and I, yeah. like say for my Crohn's. So I can take my Crohn's to stop me bleeding all the time, hmm. but then it'll have a side effect. Yeah. So anything that has a side effect, you have to weigh it up and say, right, the main reason I'm taking it, hmm. does that trump... Hmm. the side effect what's the greater risk isn't it? yeah yeah wow well thank you so much for sharing that about um you know your health that's really really informative and important to, for people to know actually as well and yeah if anyone out there has got a baby that seems to be crying a lot and there doesn't seem to be any reason for it i would urge that they have a blood test definitely and especially if you're from afro-caribbean background it's really important to get that early diagnosis isn't it yeah, they're on track with it a lot better now, Good. to be honest. And Bristol were always ahead. Because when I took my son to Bristol, and he had a bit of heat stroke, took him to Bristol Royal Infirmary, first mm -hmm. question they asked. Really? They weren't doing that in Wales. And this was, how old is he, 13? So this is like 12 years ago. Wow. First question, has he been tested for sickle cell? I was like, wow. Wow. Wow, you guys yeah. are on the ball because you yeah. ain't getting this in Wales. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad Wales are picking it up now. We are leading the way in lots of other areas, I've got to say, and I'm very proud to be from Wales. But, um, right, we're going into another song now. This is another track you've chosen, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Mid Midnight Train to Georgia. I do know this one. 
Oh, you know this one? Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. So why did you choose this one? I, I love the lyrics when the lady's saying, I'd rather live in your world than mine. Imagine getting a woman who says that to you. <laughs> I want to, Westy, Westy, I want to live in your world. Stuff mine. I'm giving up everything. Your world. I'm saying, yeah, man, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Let's go watch West Ham. Oh, my God. <laughs> so do you think it's better that you both have your own worlds and you come together? No, 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 no. no it's my song. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is Gladys Night. He's come to know 
You've been listening to a podcast by The Bomb, part of a series called In Conversation with Donna Ali. The Bomb was created as affirmative action in business, amplifying black and minority businesses in South Wales, which is a project run by Be Excellence, a community interest company. This podcast is an intentional creative space of affirmative action in media because representation matters. Thank you for listening. I had the mind, I'm something different.